Well, good afternoon and welcome to uh, Seattle's Eastside Real Estate Podcast. I am Dan Edwards, the managing broker of the Eastside Real Estate team. Today is July 26th, 2023. It is a beautiful sunny day here and I'm glad you guys are here listening live. Of course, you're welcome to subscribe or follow us um, wherever podcasts are podcasted. Podcasts are cast. Don't you think that should be that? I think it should be podcasts are casted. Um, but um, yes, anywhere podcasts can be listened to and subscribed. And you're also going to find us on YouTube, Facebook Live right now. Uh, we got that cool little intro. Let's look at that intro one more time because you might not have seen the whole thing. But here it goes. My talking head there. That's pretty cool. All right. So before we get uh, started on our show, I just want to... Um, we're going to uh, do a quick segment here on tips for writing and offers, but, you know, I don't know if we've talked about the market recently and, um, you know, I do talk about a lot of different things and topically speaking, but one of the things that's important to show or to, to point out is where we sit on an inventory basis right now um, and what that means for buyers. But um, right now we have a situation where those that are buying in the market are serious about buying. And they're also discerning about buying. So um, we have a low level of inventory, but I've noticed even with a low level of inventory, only some homes are seeing multiple offers. And the types of homes that we're seeing multiple offers are on are ones that are pretty much turnkey and have no real issues to address. So, um, all right. So let's get into my topic today, which is tips for uh, making your best offer on a home. So as as we've talked about at nauseum here on the podcast is the market of two years ago is gone that unicorn of years of housing is gone however the inventory remains slow so there are a few things to consider to put your best foot forward when making an offer on a home the first thing is lean on the real estate professional so um, agents are experts and if your agent is an expert uh, get a new agent how do you determine if your agent is an expert? Ask them about their experience. How often do they um, help buyers? How often do they help sellers? Um, what is their experience in a down market? What's their experience in a changed market? Spend some time taking, uh, spend some time interviewing to understand the difference between an energetic agent and an experienced agent. So first off, leaning on the real estate agent and their professionalism, and then learn what they what it is they know about the market and you can do that by asking great questions once you've determined you've got an expert and you've downloaded their information um, lean on them for advice on each home but before you actually really get serious about um about buying a home or uh going out and looking for homes you need to get pre-approved now we've always talked about that but getting pre-approved is more than just getting pre-qualified. It's actually verifying the information that you know and see how it matches with the current rates and current programs that are available to you. Finally, making a fair offer. Now, this is probably where I'm going to spend most of my time on this Real Talk segment because it is true there are a lot of people out there that want a deal in real estate right now. What's the difference between shopping for a home and looking for a deal versus looking for a win-win situation? So I prefer to work with folks that are motivated about getting a strong, aggressive offer in 
but also that are reasonable and understanding that if they were in the buyer uh, seller's shoes, that they would be feeling that they also won after that negotiations. I don't really like to work with people where it's a win-lose scenario because a lot of times uh, that type of situation actually doesn't result in the successful outcome that many people are looking for. Um, when you fire an offer that is a win-lose offer, let's just say the home's listed for 850,000 and reasonably speaking, that's the price range it should be in. So off, going back to point number one, relying on an experienced agent to say, this is about right for this area. So offering an offer at 650 is that's a win-lose offer. Of course, if the seller were to accept that offer, you would win. But from a fair arm's length transaction standpoint, there are no adverse conditions on the seller whatsoever. That is a lose for them because essentially their own bank is most likely telling them that it may not be worth 850, but probably 800. And the nuances of the difference between what market value is and a win-lose offer um, may be relative, but there's always a time that I think uh, most people, most, I hate putting people into categories, but you know, fair-minded folks would say, what is a fair offer? So when you shoot for a win-lose strategy, oftentimes you could offend the seller and end up um, without a home. And that's why I say I like to work with people that are looking for a win-win solution because they're actually more focused on the outcome than the deal. Hope that makes sense. Um, lastly, trust your agent's experience. So reference to point number one throughout negotiations. So if you've done your homework on number one, when you get to number four, asking the right questions and saying to the agent, what do you suggest a good strategy for getting this home is? and lean into their recommendations as they find themselves in situations where they have to present low offers to sellers, where they have to um, justify higher offers uh, to their buyers. So trust your agent's expertise. That's why it's super important to take some time picking out the right agent for you. So um, fortunately, today's market is a little different. However, these principles, as far as trusting an expert and leaning into their negotiation skills, making sure you're pre-approved and you know how much money you can spend, approaching the negotiations in a win-win, that those tips and techniques for formulating the best offer will last throughout whatever kind of market you find yourself. So um, bottom line, if you're buying a home this summer, let's connect. And perhaps I could uh, persuade you on how expert I am and can help you through that process. Thanks for watching. Um, after this short commercial break, we are going to be welcoming our good friend Tucker Maxwell from Guild Mortgage. So come back after this short commercial break. The pest stops here. Green City Pest Control is your full service pest solution for all your pest control needs. With an owner with 32 years experience, a board certified entomologist and rodent specialist, we do it all. Bats to rats, crawl space, or attic. Call us and we will resolve your problem. 425-413-9700. All right. We are welcoming back our good friend Tucker Maxwell to the podcast. One of the leading mortgage brokers here on the east side. Been in the Pacific Northwest for how long? Really my whole life. If you count Idaho and Utah as part of the Northwest. I'll give you Idaho. Yeah, it's a stretch. 
yeah, Utah is a bit of a stretch, but yeah. same kind of vibe, right? Mountains, totally. a lot more sun, a lot more sun in Utah. Yep. Um, all right. So we're going to talk about the home loan process and knowing the process. So since we kind of uh, in our real talk segment, we kind of talk anything you want to add to what I said there? Uh, no, I'll just echo your your first comment about pre-qualification versus pre-approval, really understanding the difference. And in our market, it, it really requires a full pre-approval to be able to make that strong offer. And what that allows us to do is to give the buyer concrete loan approximation so they know, can I escalate? Do I have enough funds to go above that list price or do I have enough funds to handle a low appraisal or whatever, like whatever the offer goes into, we need to be prepared to, to make sure the buyer fits what we're going to offer. And so that pre-approval stage is very critical. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely is. And I mean, let's kind of go through the steps one by one. So yeah. first step to buying a home is is going to be what? It, it should always start with the pre-approval process. So typically it starts by them calling you, hey, Dan, we're ready to buy this house. I found this great home on the east side. We want to go tour it. And then you say, well, we have these really great partners and we need to get you pre-approved so we know that you can, in fact, buy that home before we go take a look at it. So the first step is typically connecting with a real estate agent and then getting introduced to a lender to start the pre-approval process. And so the first step is that pre-approval process, which is where we're collecting the demographic information, who you are, where you work, where you live, a brief history of the person and the supporting documents. That's the key thing the supporting documents that go with the answers. So pay stubs, tax returns, W-2s, anything that proves what we're telling the lender in the application. Right. So for instance, if I say I earn 7,500 a month, you want pay stubs that show 7,500 a month gross. Exactly. And we also want to see that you have told the IRS that you make that amount and you pay taxes on that 7,500 a month income. Right. Yeah. So it's that, uh, uh, trust, but verify. Yep, exactly. Trust, verify. Yeah, excellent. So then um, after the pre-approval, what happens next? Yeah, so once we issue the pre-approval letter, I like to consider that the ticket to the dance. That's really what gets you in. And that's where it, we pass the baton back to you. And you get to then start touring them and showing them homes, knowing the price point that they should be looking at. And that's really what makes that second step successful is doing the first step thoroughly and then saying, okay, Dan, these clients should be shopping between 800 and 925,000 to achieve their monthly payment goals and to stay within the amount that they have available for down payment. So that way you're not showing them a home at 1.1 million only to find out they don't qualify. Right. That's pretty important because, yeah. you know, traffic kind of sucks. And if we go out looking at homes, yeah. All right. So that's, that's the next step. So then how do I uh, make an offer? How do I secure a property? Yeah, so that's usually a team effort. Um, the, the offer itself is written by the real estate agent. So that's something that you would help them with, Dan, is, as you know, you're a professional at that. But in that offer, we have to disclose certain things to the seller in relation to the loan that you're obtaining. So we have to disclose, are we, are we doing a conventional loan versus an FHA loan? Who do we need on this contract? Who's going to be on title? Who's going to be on the loan? Are all of those names included on the contract? So really it's working as a team with the lender, with your real estate agent to formulate the offer plan and then putting it to paper using the, the MLS forms that we're required to use. All right. Um, so you've got an offer accepted. And actually, this is an interesting part. I would say that a lot of times this is where we actually hand over 
is agents, the majority of the work to the lender. Because um, of course, I'll add a nuance, there's an inspection process uh, that are that's agent related. There's also an inspection process that's bank related. So a lot of the work from, from our real estate agent standpoint is in the background now. I, I wanna say we don't stop working. It's in the background and uh, then your team takes over. So when an offer is accepted, I will email you a copy of that contract, then what happens? Yep. And that's what we'd love to hear. Our, our Really, our job is to make it so that you can then step back and know that it's taken care of. And so from there, what we're doing is we're going back through kind of that underwriting process that we did at pre-approval to make sure everything stayed the same. Are, are you still at ABC company? Are you still earning $7,500 a month? So there's a, a quick search or a quick underwriting process that we're going to do on that buyer. But outside of that, it, it is looking at the property. So is the property financeable? Are, do we have an appraisal at value? Meaning does an appraiser, a third party entity value the proper, the property at the same value we're under contract at or higher than that is what we're looking for. We're also working with the seller to clear the title. We want to make sure that when our buyer becomes the owner, that there's no existing liens, there's not a tax lien or a property tax or water bill or something that's still there that hasn't been handled at closing. And so we're ensuring that the title's clean, that we're now uh, the, the owner of the property or our buyer is, and that our loan is in first position with no other liens on it. And so after that offer is accepted is that process that we're going through, we're coordinating with the appraiser, with title and escrow officers and closing the transaction. And what we refer to that period is the escrow period. And that's typically anywhere from two weeks to 30, 45 days where we're just checking everything off and making sure everything is good to go to transfer title from sellers to the buyers on the close date. Yeah. And I'll interject, you know, for, for a lot of people that, that, um, you know, we do this, you know, Tucker and I do this on a regular basis. So we kind of know the rhythm, but as a, as a buyer in this process, it may feel like nothing's happening, but like you said, clearing title collect, you know, we have to actually, our, our team, you know, our team has to reach out to uh, the seller's lender and get a payoff amount. You know, mm -hmm. they have to actually do a title search and then ensure that there haven't been any contractor liens. Right. So if somebody got some work done on their house but didn't pay, there could be a lien. So we want to make sure all that's cleared off. So clear title is handed over. So um, and that is um, that is a team process, including you know, Tucker, uh, Tucker and Tucker's team, as well as our team as well. Um, so what uh, what stage in this process does it require money to be paid to the uh, by the buyer? Yeah, that's a great question. I get all, oftentimes is just preparing for buying a home is like, when do I when do I pay money out and who do I pay and you know what are the right times? So the first um, kind of answer is there's no cost for the pre-approval. That's really important to people to know is to get yourself ready to buy. There should be zero expense. The lender should do that um, with no expense. They'll pull credit without a fee and so forth. They can always charge you for that credit report down the road. Um, but basically, the there's really three times that a buyer will pay money out of pocket. One you mentioned is the inspection, and that's something that they'll want to be prepared to pay for. They pay for that directly to the inspector and the inspection fee varies, um, but that is an out-of-pocket expense that they will pay directly to the inspector. And that happens right after their offer is accepted or in our hot market right now, sometimes our buyers are doing an inspection even before their offer is accepted. So that's uh, the first time that they're going to extend some money and it could be anywhere from, what do you say, 350 to 550, is that fair? For an inspection, yeah. Yeah. So that's that's the first time. The second uh, 
time or stage that they need to be prepared to pay some money is earnest money. And earnest money is the good faith money that we give to the tight on escrow team or the sellers um, that is essentially strengthening the handshake of that offer. We're submitting a paper document that says we're good for this and we're going to buy this home. And then the earnest money is what strengthens that. And we say we're going to extend a certain dollar amount to you to hold on to as collateral that we're actually going to close this transaction. So that's the second time. And they'll work with you to determine what is an appropriate earnest money deposit. Typically, it's around one to three percent of the sales price. But I've seen everything. I've seen earnest money as low as a dollar all the way up to hundreds of thousands of dollars. Um, and so it depends on you know where the home is and the interest level from other buyers and so forth. Yeah. And then the that earnest money becomes the initial deposit towards what the buyer will actually bring in as down payment and closing costs to buy the home. And that right before closing that final time, they'll wire bulk of their funds to title and escrow to buy the home. So those are the three times in a transaction where our buyers will be need, be will need to be prepared to extend money to one party or another. Yeah. So just to quickly summarize in this order, generally earnest money, mm -hmm. about one to 3% of the purchase price, then about three to 400 to $500 for inspection appraisal. Did you mention that? Yes. Yeah, so depending on the lender um, and the situation, we may or may not invoice for that. Um, it just depends. What we typically do is we we collect a credit card authorization that says if you back out of this transaction, we'll charge you for the appraisal. But we include it as part of the final figure. Yeah. And how much are appraisals? Uh, it, it varies, but right around nine hundred dollars. OK, uh, appraisal. And then at closing, you're coming in with the remainder of your deposit plus any fees associated with the origination of the loan. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. All right. So um, how long uh, does the process, and I think you alluded to this, once your offer is accepted, how long does that process take to close? Yeah. You know, typically it's a 30 day escrow period. I think that's the fairest kind of just ballpark figure, but we've closed transactions as little as 10 days and we've had transactions on new constructions be out six months to a year. Um, but on a typical resale, a home that was already occupied by another owner, it's, you know, two weeks to, to a month, basically, that we're going to close that transaction. Two weeks to, to a month. Um, and then when is somebody's first mortgage payment due? Yeah, this is a, a great question as well, because you've just mentioned, you know, they have to bring in that final deposit at closing. So we've most likely liquidated most of their funds or for, for most of us. Um, but really, it's um, going to be the first of the month following 30 days. So if we close today on July 26th, their first payment would be due September 1st. So a full month lag in most cases um, before that first payment is due. And the idea there is we want to give them an opportunity to kind of, you know, put away a couple paychecks again before they're asked to make that mortgage payment. Yeah. And if you were to time it and close, let's say August 3rd, um, then you're going not until, is it September October 1st. Yeah. October 1st. October yeah. 1st. Yeah. And there is some, you know, not to get into the weeds. Um, but if we, if we close in those first few days of the month, the buyer really gets a choice on whether or not they want to push out that payment to October 1st or have it be September 1st, because as a lender, we collect days of interest. So no matter what day of month we close, we have to collect the per diem amount of whatever an the interest charges per day for the remainder of that month. 
And so if we close on August 3rd, we have to collect from the 3rd to the 31st of days of interest, which is could be a big number, right? right? It could be thousands of dollars. So at closing, in that, right. yeah, so you're exactly. technically still paying it. Yep, exactly. So we can ask the buyer, do you want to bring in all of that interest or and have your payment be October 1st? Or do you want to just bring in one day of interest, but now your payment is on September 1st? Right. So and I would say kind of get probably most there. people would want to keep it that way. Yeah, it just depends on the, the situation, you know, as the payment, you know, a stretch for them or is cash to close tight. It just really depends on the buyer. But most of them do the interest credit and um, just make the payment on September 1st. Awesome. Yep. Cool. Um, so that's the process. Um, step, you know, pre-approved, um, secure property, get the offer accepted, um, get your uh, appraisal ordered. Um, your bulk of the money's coming at down payment at closing which is when you're going to sign all the documents to secure everything. And then the first payment is about 30 days later, depending on how you set it up. So um, awesome. I love that. Hopefully people will have this uh, video available to them to kind of look through the loan process. And, and if you have any questions about the loan process, you can reach Tucker by calling him at 425-757-9202. Um, he's uh, very responsive. I think you're, you've got one of our clients right now pre-approved. That was about a day and a half that it took yet. Um, and I, um, I wouldn't have him on the show if he wasn't a solid, upstanding guy who knows what he's doing. So thank you, Tucker, for all your input. I appreciate that. Uh, before we go, we are looking for local businesses that want to share um, their services to our uh, to the people that are moving and uh, working and living on the east side. This last weekend was even bigger than I expected. I forgot Taylor Swift was in town. We didn't, neither one of us mentioned that yeah. going on. We were more about the Capitol Hill block party. And I heard the bite of Seattle was also last week. Like Exactly. And the Mariners were in town. It was quite the weekend. It was quite the weekend. If you were in town and you did not enjoy Seattle, there's something wrong with you. Or like me, I was on the east side of the mountains, rafting down a river, having a good time. So, Dan, I was with you. I was also on the east side of the mountains. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for watching the show. Um, uh, anytime. Um, I guess uh, this is the show dedicated to living, working, and playing on the east side. We thank you for watching. Thanks, Dan. Ooh.